0: Papadon's going to ask you to be a host on his show, by the way.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, always.
0: You
4: know, If you have a show, he'll ask to be on it.
3: <laughs> We've had him oh, on plenty of times, let me
4: tell you. But it pretty yeah. much is his show, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> poopadon, will always ask on. That's, that's, that's what I call him, Poopadon. <laughs> I'm not saying a word.
1: This is Niles Young, the greasiest and most dastardly Italian in all of professional wrestling, and you're listening to Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Good, good, good. Any questions? No, no, I, I'm good. You know,
5: I just wanted to say that I do find that your unique brand of derision and condescension
1: refreshing after a long day of work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good, good,
1: good. I'm glad. I'm I'm. I'm, I'm I'm glad to see I could put a smile on your face after you work in the corner all day long for your man-pimp. No problem. <laughs> this is the Bulldozer max Tremont, and you're listening to Hell in a Cell
3: Talk Radio. It, it, it's, it's like a Christmas gift. It starts out so well, you unwrap it, and it's filled with... Mm-hmm. Now I have to, have a to good find
1: day. that to edit, so have fun.
3: Hey, guys, this is Salamander Jones, and you're listening to Hell in a Cell oh, Talk
1: Radio. Oh, you can't ever... I, no more... I
3: can't take time off.
1: Well so many the, things happen.
3: Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say so many things happen and I have nothing and nowhere to spew it.
3: Well, we're back, Dan.
6: Yes, we're back.
3: And I'm 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 so excited tonight. Um we got so much going on because we have to catch up with everybody. But first, you can follow me. I am of course your host, uh Double D, the Dean of Credibility. And you can follow me at Folsom County. You can also follow uh my my co host, and that's My name's Dan. That's right, Dan the Man, the above average comedian Dan the Man Law. That's Dan Law eight three. And that's on the Twitter. You can also follow us. Uh, well, subscribe first of all on iTunes. That's what everybody yes. should do because uh, that's what we do. Subscribe was, on iTunes. Pretty much that's all we do. Proudly part of the Brady dot com. You can follow the Twitter. And where is that Twitter, Dan? It, it is H I A C Talk Radio. Yak! Talk Radio. That's right. And also like the Facebook. That's facebook.com slash sellin' a hell. Not next to Cat and Day's uh reporting. No, nowhere near it. Nowhere nope. near it. Now you can also call in and join the 664 seven one eight six six four nine one three three Dan. Now tonight we have uh we 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 have just so much going on now. Starting,
4: uh, I I
3: I'm so excited, Dan.
4: I have no idea what to do. <laughs> right,
3: we got Foxy Foxy though. She's going to kick things off in just a few moments. Of course, Foxy Foxy had a very long career, uh, in the business. She's uh, only twenty. She only looks twenty, Dan. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, that's besides the point. We're going to talk to her and now. She's a nerd herder, Dan.
1: Yes, nerd herder. My favorite. My only other favorite show. On the internet.
3: That's right. Nine, nine o'clock Fridays. We're also going to have, Dan, the financial miracle. Loudy. Ah, Loudy. And I cannot wait for that moment. You actually interviewed him at the last uh, New Moon Rising wrestling show. So we're And gonna- never saw the light of day, which most of my stuff does. Disappeared. Oh, just
1: stop it. <laughs> well, it was because he wasn't good enough.
3: Dan, the return of yes. the Yes. Robert Knight happened tonight. Yes, I want to know what happened. I mean, I picked him to win, and nothing, no no title. You know, we were speaking off air, Dan, that perhaps it was his training regimen that led to his downfall.
1: No, I'm not going to go there.
3: Anyway, you dig your own hole. (laughs) The uh, return of more training than roughneck. (laughs) Stop
1: it! Stop it!
3: Stop! Stop. I'm telling you the the
1: port- off the rails All right, The, the right, pork roll
3: on a pole match, Dan. That's when I'm waiting for a <laughs> pork roll
1: on <laughs> a G-
4: G- <laughs> The Cheesesteak coffin match.
3: <laughs> oh, good gracious. We're we're so dead. I, I he he hasn't called in yet, so I think we're fine. Anyway, we also and are gonna computer. be joined, joined by LJ Cruz this Saturday. He is uh, challenging the United States champion Ty Reno, who somehow made it past my thorough security check. I told you he was going to – I told you that your security check was nothing and that it was a completely waste of time. Nobody listens to me. A thorough security check. He made it past. Uh, so he gave everything to uh, – never mind. So L.J. Cruz, and that, that's our show. But right now, Dan, we have a nerd herder. We have – Hell yeah. Foxy Foxy. We're going to find out about the business. We're going to find about her career. We're going to find about everything. We're going to find out about That's right. Right after this dance. <laughs> All right. Good evening, Foxy. Foxy, you are on the line with Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. How are you tonight?
0: I am good. I'm actually popping huge that you guys played the Nerd Herders song. I was not expecting that.
3: I do my homework, or at least I hope I did tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> So, Foxy, Foxy, you're with Dean, you're with Dan, and I, we're quite excited about this. Now, of oh. course, when you start an interview, you always uh-huh. start with, "How did you break in?"
0: Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> um. I'll, I'll it's give the it's cliff- an obvious oh. question. I'm sorry. Yes, Go ahead. it is. No, I'll <laughs> give the cliff notes. Um, you know, watched it as a child with my father. Um, I loved Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth M. pairing. So I'm like, all right. I want to do that one day. Fast forward a few years later, you know, I kind of forgot about it. Fast forward a few more years later to when I was in high school and an independent wrestling company was running shows around my town of ECPW. So I'm like, hey, let's start going to independent shows. So we did. They had a wrestling school, and I signed up on my 17th birthday and started training with them. A year later in '99, when I turned 18, I made my debut as Foxy.
3: Okay, <laughs> so you were 17, you trained for that entire year, I guess before mm-hmm. you could legally uh, debut, correct?
0: Um, well, Gino, uh, Gino Caruso, the guy that ran uh, ECPW and still does, he actually wanted me to start working when I was about six months into my training and I was still only 17. I decided to wait until I was 18. Because I wanted to be out of high school, I wanted to officially have my license and be able to travel more with them. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know if anyone worried much about the uh, age limit in New Jersey.
1: No? Go ahead, Dan. No, that's 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 New Jersey for you. <laughs> um, now, did you train with all boys? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, did well, that... uh, well, what's that like? I mean... One girl, all boys, training to be to, to, in, in a male-dominated sport, mind you.
0: Yeah. um, It, it wasn't – I mean, it was obviously hard. It, it was going to be hard whether or not I trained with guys or girls. Um, I was always a tomboy. A vast majority of my friends, past and present, are male. I get along with males much more than I do with females. So training with the guys wasn't as daunting as it mm. could have been. Um, It was definitely a lot harder. They – you know, they treated me like one of the guys, which I absolutely loved and respected. And um, one girl did come in and start training for a while, uh, Tracy Taylor, and then I started working with her. And she, she fought like a man. So it really was no yeah. difference when I got in the ring with her to trade because she would beat my ass. Okay.
3: Now another thing, when I was reading uh, some of your previous interviews that you had in yeah. print. You, you were saying that when you would go backstage, you're part of the roster. You would go backstage, and some guys wouldn't shake your hand. They just made the assumption that you were a girlfriend and things like that. What What is that uh, like for you, uh, um, being uh, part of the roster and being a wrestler and mm-hmm. that type of, I guess, disrespect? Uh,
0: y- you know what? I mean, I, I don't think it's anything that's ever really going to go away because – When I was uh, doing the Indie Circuit from when I was 18 to about the time I got engaged to Damien, there was a lot of wrestlers' girlfriends that simply were put on the show to manage them or just to manage anybody because they wanted more girls. Mind you, this is also in the time of the Attitude Era where there was a diva in, like, every single portion of Raw. So, I mean, it wasn't – it's unfortunate, but it wasn't uncommon to have girlfriends on the show. So, of course, you know, me coming in, even though I had a gear bag and – You know, I'm talking with everybody that I already knew. A lot of people would just assume, oh, that's someone's girlfriend. And, I mean, it happens till this very day. One of my friends, um, uh, she goes into the name uh, Dante Gideon for ECPW, she gets the same treatment. She's been wrestling and managing a hell of a lot longer than I have, and she just uh, came back after about maybe a five-year break, and people still look at her as if she's someone's girlfriend. And it sucks. (laughs) But, I mean, I guess... Because it is male-dominated, they just automatically assume, oh, you're one of the girlfriends or, oh, you're just a rat.
3: Okay. Now, another thing I was uh, reading about, your early career, you started out, uh, you said you debuted when you were 18, but you were also driving trucks around. You were uh, later on in your career a referee. You were a manager, not a valet. Um, Now, when you were breaking in, you paid your dues. Uh, Did you gain any acceptance
0: um, I did with, uh, my little ECPW crew, like they all knew me since I started training. So they knew who I was, they knew what I was about. They knew that I wasn't there just to, you know, I guess, sleep around, you could say. Um, it, it was some, paying my dues was something I had to do basically every single company I walked into because this was also before the internet ran rampant and everybody knew who everybody was. So you had to prove yourself in any company you were with, whether it be setting up the ring crew, setting up the chairs, or just doing any little job they would have wanted you to do, like one show for JCW that I didn't have a spot. um, One of the co-bookers handed me a ref shirt and said, hey, here you go. You could ref the show tonight. And doing those little things is what solidified my spots in future shows and, you know, showed the guys, okay, she really is here to work. So paying your dues is something I had to do every single state, every single fed up until the day I left wrestling.
1: Now, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes I am. Um, Your first match was against – your first match ever was against Tracy Taylor?
0: Yes. Her and I had our very first match together with ECPW, and then I ended up in this big, long feud with luxurious Lynn, and we still haven't ended that. All
4: right.
0: Well (laughs) (laughs) –
1: my ba- my basic question is working that hard training straight years setting up rings you know driving trucks when you finally had that match you walk through the curtain what do you remember what you were thinking
0: um just just that i hope none of my body parts fell out of my outfit <laughs> like seriously that was my one concern Can't i'm like win. oh god i hope this stays in i hope this stays in oh no <laughs>
1: See, that's not good, because usually when I ask a question, I take a drink of water. Not a good idea. Um, (laughs) So uh, how long was it until um, JCW uh, contacted you?
0: Um, Well, see, a a lot of the things that happen in my life, whether it be wrestling or everything with Nerd is now, are all happy accidents. So I was invited to JCW by uh, Ricky O, because I was working some other show that's now, like, on and dead and buried in the past and he just yeah. said hey come on down see what we're about it was their first show ever so i'm like all right cool i'll come down so i went down just to hang out i had a lot of friends on the card figured i'll see what other places were like and uh i befriended christy kiss and she really wanted to do a spot with me so somehow we convinced ricky O to let me be on the show against her and coincidentally managed the Hoff brothers at the same time oh whoa. So, <laughs> yeah
1: what well, what were they like?
0: Um, they were very friendly, very professional. Um, to be honest, I, I said this before in interviews. I do not feel they needed me there, and the fact mm. that they still let me work with them was just simply amazing because they were the freaking Haas brothers. They were huge as a tag team on the indie and yeah. They did not need me there, you know. <laughs> so um, Dean,
1: I mean I, I have another question, but if you want, I, I can no, wait. Go on ahead. What you go want. ahead. <clears throat> um, what was the first time you met Damien?
0: <laughs> first, um, <laughs> you know,
1: that, that guy that we mentioned.
0: Yeah, that guy? Okay. Um, well, awesome, it's actually a really funny story. I remember seeing him for the first time at a USA Pro show in Queens at the Elks Lodge. I did ring crew for them. They were using Gino Caruso's ring, so me and uh, my fellow wrestler friend, Sean Sheridan, went and did ring crew for them. So I remember first seeing Damien wrestling in the ring against Judas Young. That was my first impression on him. That was it. I didn't know his name. I didn't know who he was. I just saw him and remembered him. So fast forward a few months later, he goes to a JCW show I'm on and I'm reffing at, and he sees me, and he's like, oh, hey, who's that girl? But I didn't see him there for some strange reason. <laughs> fast forward another few months, we are both booked on a USA Pro show and start talking. Nothing, like, nothing... Dating-wise, nothing cutesy, no flirting, just simply talking, never exchanged numbers, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Fast forward again, maybe about six to eight months later, he's on a JCW show that I randomly decided to go to, and we actually started talking on a nicer level and exchanged phone numbers mm. got on our first date and got mm. engaged three days later, <laughs> got married a year later. <laughs> Ten yeah, years later, figure- here we are. <laughs>
3: I got to pick up the speed on things, man. Wow. (laughs) I certainly have to pick up the speed on things. Oh, well, you you
1: certainly do, okay?
3: (laughs) Well, 16 years, you know, you, you know, know, whatever.
1: Well, you got plenty of time.
3: You know, you have to get everything in order, Dan. But anyway, uh, I can remember the first time I saw Damien. My heart skipped a beat, just like yours. I was going
0: to say, I started started... (laughs) crying. He has an effect on people, doesn't he? He really
3: does. I started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Now – When you look all back at it all,
4: Mm
3: -hmm. um, what were were some of your favorite moments in wrestling, Uh, whether it was as a manager, whether it was as a referee later on in WSU, or whether it was uh, just some of your favorite uh, angles or some of your favorite uh, programs you were part of, or just a moment?
0: Um, Oh, God. Uh, There are always very specific ones that stand out in my head, the main one being when – for ihpw they put us in a crew called bloodthirsty it was myself uh damien our tag team partner Jay chronic led by gangrel that oh. was yeah that was a huge moment for me because i was always a big gangrel and brood fan so when they were like oh you guys are all going to be in a clique, that was i think that was definitely the highlight of my entire career like that was just simply i, I can't even describe that uh other little moments, you know, managing Mikey Whipwreck as part of the Black Circle was amazing because I was a huge ECW fan. That's where I had wanted to be. Yeah. Finally getting to work spots with Jerry Lynn, who I've known since I started wrestling. Um, one thing that always sticks out in my head, too, like ECW-wise, is a company I used to work for called CWF. They used to use a lot of the ECW guys when um, ECW was just at its tail end of dying but still growing. So I... Used to hang out a lot with like Chris Candido and Tammy and Dreamer would be around a lot. And in them seeing a lot of the spots that I would do on a show, they would blatantly say, "Hey, Paul would love you. You belong with ECW. He loves unique looks, and you know what you're doing." And I'm like, "Oh, but I'm only 18. I can't no. do it yet. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> those are all just amazing moments that just stick out in my head all the time whenever I think back about it.
1: Well, I mean, other than the um, – I guess you kind of answered this question, so we want to blow by this one. Is there anybody you wrestled with in the ring that you at one point looked up to, and how did it go?
0: Um, that I would look up to? Mm, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of the women I was in the ring with wrestling-wise, we all started out at the same time, just in different right. – like in different companies like Alicia started in IWF when I was also training at ECPW and we crossed paths much later on for, uh, ace wrestling, uh, same with Tara charisma, her and I had a very brief feud for NYWC. while I, I started training in Jersey and she was out in Queens training. So everybody I wrestled, we all started at the same time and we knew right. of each other. There was, right. I never had the opportunity to wrestle against someone or even manage against someone that I would look up to while training or even while growing up. I, just, I never, well, unless you count Missy Hyatt, but that match was just atrocious.
1: Hmm. <laughs> well, it was Missy Hyatt.
0: Well,
3: we'll get back to the Missy Hyatt match, but <laughs> no, we not. do have a caller. Okay. Oh, no. And it's somebody that we all know and love.
4: Oh. Ooh.
3: So, uh, John from Rhode Island, you're on the line with – Foxy, Foxy, how are you doing tonight, John?
0: How
4: are you doing today, Dean and Foxy, Foxy?
0: Hi, John. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Hi.
3: Appreciate that.
4: Well, first <laughs> of all, Dean, you actually <laughs> sold all my questions.
0: Yeah.
1: We, you know what, John? I, this is Dad. I purposely, I, I read your mind from the internet and I steal your questions.
3: <laughs> okay, John. Yeah. Do you have a question for Foxy? Yes. Yeah. Looking back through your careers
5: when you were watching wrestling, like if you ever went into a time machine, like I want to marry and manage
4: this person, like going back to the 90s or 80s, who would that person be, do you think?
0: Ooh, um, Question.
1: Manage or
4: wrestle?
0: Manage or wrestle. Um, I would love to go back and manage Shawn Michaels when he first started doing The Heartbreak Kid right after yeah. Sherry left. Yeah. He didn't need a manager at the time But I just I loved his whole turn I loved the Heartbreak Kid Like just persona And I I would have loved to have managed him Nice Um, If I could go back and wrestle I would say I would go into like the late 90s Early 2000s And I would love to wrestle against The good divas like Lita and Jacqueline and Ivory And Molly Holly
3: Oh wow Wow. Okay, John, you know you have a gimmick. I, I, I hope you realize that by now, yeah, but you like John. to sing. So do you have a song prepared for Foxy Foxy?
5: I think he's actually heard all of them already.
0: Yes, God. I heard two today that he put up. He put one up about an hour ago on my page.
3: Oh, I I was not aware of this.
0: <laughs> Good job. You're fired.
3: We are, we, we are shunned now by John from Rhode we Island.
0: We just got shunned by
3: John. We did. He doesn't have anything <laughs> prepared. Some of them a- so, John, I'm gonna put you back on hold. I know you like to listen. Uh, but thanks for calling in tonight, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Have a good week. And I have I have another caller. So let's oh, see okay. what's going on here. Oh boy. Hello, Hello. caller. You're on the air with Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hi guys. How are you? Hello. Just state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, this is Costa from Long Island.
6: Hi, okay.
0: Costa. Hey, I know him. How, how,
4: how you doing how you doing, girl? I'm great. How are you? Uh, surviving, surviving, surviving,
3: surviving.
2: Yes, yeah, surviving. apparently
3: surviving. Do you have a question for Foxy? Foxy?
2: <laughs> um, just want to know what's um
5: her 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 state of the wim- of women's wrestling. What's her take on the state of women's
1: wrestling t- in
0: okay. today? <laughs> um.
1: Don't don't be politically. Cr- I mean, you know just be truthful yeah, obviously
0: oh all yeah. I know a lot of a lot of people think I'm bitter because I talk truth about wrestling now when it's like look I'm just out of wrestling I can say what I want it's um, just truth yeah uh the state of women's wrestling now it, it it all depends on where you go like the state of women's wrestling in WWE right now there is none WWE does shit with their women they give them 2 minute matches or the matches get interrupted by other wrestlers, other managers. And and if you listen to the announcers as the women's are wrestling, they don't even pay attention. So what WWE is doing right now with women's wrestling is just crap. Um, I don't watch TNA because I have a whole lot of other programs I watch on uh, Thursday nights or whenever the hell they're on. (laughs) Um, But from what I hear, they're doing decently with their women's wrestling. Um, Now the indie scene I think that's where all the women's wrestling's at. There is, you know, WSU is still going strong. Um I know that Shine is coming is doing well. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Shimmer. I know that there's a new one called Blow, which is an odd name. But I mean, if you want really good women's wrestling, you got go to go onto the independent wrestling circuit cuz that's where everyone's busting their ass and that's where you're going to get real women's wrestling, not like the mindless drivel that you see on TV. Uh, women's wrestling also has a lot to do with the fans. There's a lot of people that are all about women's wrestling, and that is absolutely fantastic, but there's a lot of fans that are so used to seeing what they see on WWE that they hear women's wrestling and they just they, they scoff at it. Like, ugh, that crap. But they're not giving it no. a chance. You know, like, they see what they see on TV, and they think that's the end-all, be-all. So, I mean... If you want it good, you've got to go on the independent scene.
2: Amen. Amen.
3: All right. Well, <laughs> caller, thank you for that question, and thank you for calling in, and make sure you listen to us uh, each and every week.
2: All right. No problem.
3: Okay. You have sure. Bye, Costa. Bye. All right. So that was a caller. Now, uh, Dan, I believe you had a uh, follow-up question to that. I, I, I do. Um, do you think – and it's been attempted, obviously,
1: in the past to have just an all-woman show. Do you ever think – I mean on the mainstream. Do you ever uh-huh. think there's room for an all-woman show on the mainstream?
0: You know what? I, I honestly don't know, mainly because it, it, it's all, it all depends on the fans. I mean, uh-huh. I think I think there's enough fans in certain towns that will watch it because they're used to seeing the independent women's wrestling shows. But if you're gonna cater it towards, say, a WWE style crowd, I don't think it would bite because, again, they're just so used to seeing these two minute matches that you don't, you probably don't even watch because you get up and you go, oh, this is the match where I go to the bathroom. So yeah. I, I honestly don't think it would be very good on the mainstream because of that. And you know, then there's also the, the thinking of, oh, let's make it a new Glow or Glow esque, like they did with. Uh, Wrestlelicious, you know, where it's all hoity-toity, girly gimmicks. Half of the roster can work really well, and half of the roster is just a bunch of models. Yeah. So, it, uh, it all depends, but I don't think mainstream is going to be a good thing for women's wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, Wow was another one in the, um, was it early 2000s? Yes. I, and I really, I really tried, and as I started getting on board, I think they used Bobby Heenan for one pay-per-view, I loved it, and then they were gone.
0: Yeah, and then it was also um, D-Wow, Dangerous Women's of Wrestling. That's uh, it. Where,
1: That's the yeah. other one.
0: Yes, where some of it was bleh. The other half, sometimes they brought in great girls. They used to use um, Alexis Lurie for a oh, lot. Yeah. They, they, they did bring in a lot of great caliber women's wrestlers, but they would make the mistake of putting them in with these girls that didn't know what they were doing, <laughs> or these girls that were just typically there to oil wrestle, and the matches were, would end up for shit. Some yeah. matches were great. I have I have one on DVD of Alexis Laree and Valentina, which is fantastic. But then the rest of the matches, oh my god!
1: There was a an odd one, and then Dina you take over. Well, well Dean, you tell me what to do next. Uh, there's there was one odd one. I was uh, at the fire station one morning. It's like three o'clock in the morning, and it was one of those poorly shot uh, companies. I think women extre, women's extreme wrestling, something like W-E-W, that. W E
0: W. Yes. It, it
3: was
6: odd. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Now, speaking of odd, you alluded to a bit earlier the Missy Hyatt match. Mm. Tell us about that. Well, it's Missy Hyatt.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, this was –
3: Was she
1: drunk?
0: Yeah. All right. This was from back in, I think, about 2000. Um, I just started working for – Acid Pro Wrestling. They just turned into Assault Championship Wrestling in Connecticut, run by Jason Knight. Um, I came to the show. Um, I was only supposed to manage, but of course, you know, you, you bring everything. As a girl, you bring everything. You bring managerial gear. You bring wrestling gear because you never know what you're going to do. Right. So um, you know, we're waiting around and uh, Missy Hyatt shows up. She had a match with Bobcat, and Bobcat oh. no showed. So yeah, there's a there's a name from the indie scene, right? So, so Bobcat wow. didn't show up, and Jason was like, "Hey, can you just can you do this match with Missy? We'll we'll make it like an evening gown or dress type match." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do it." So I go in the obvious heel because you know it's Missy. You know everybody loves Missy Hyatt. Uh, she comes <laughs> in. <laughs> Joel Gertner's the the ring announcer for it, which just made it tremendous. Um, And she she pulls this thing where she's like, oh, I forgot my underwear. Joel, can you go get it? You know, ha, 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 everybody laughs, blah, blah, blah. He comes back out. She's like, oh, no, that's the wrong pair. Ha, 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 everyone laughs. She goes to the back to literally get underwear because she forgot to put underwear on. I'm not (laughs) Wait, wait, shoot. Yes. Oh. Yes.
1: God, I hate this woman.
0: So then... I'm trying to heal out the crowd because she's taking forever to get a pair of underwear. So I'm trying to heal out the crowd. But somewhere, somewhere between her looking for her underwear and her me and, and me like talking trash to the crowd, they decided, hey, screw this, we like Foxy.
4: So she comes <laughs> back
0: out. She comes back out to like a whole bunch of booze, and I'm getting the cheers no matter what I'm doing. Um, you know, fast forward through this girly, really quick pseudo catfight type thing we do, where. I strip her of her dress, but, you know, the winner is the one that loses their clothes first. Ah, She wins. Crowd's booing the crap out of her. I leave. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Because I kind of (laughs) admired Missy Hyatt. You know, I didn't know what was going on with her personal life or anything with the drinking back then. So I was kind of excited to work with her, and my mind was blown with how she – showed up and how the match went and Jason's like thank you so much I greatly apologize you're part of this roster forever (laughs) and uh, for some reason after that though like anytime I would work a show in Connecticut people would see me and call me the Hyatt killer and uh, Dave Prasak out in Chicago heard about that match he's like oh you're like to Becky Bayless one day he's like oh you're friends of Foxy the Hyatt killer Foxy that's so cool I'm like what how? Good. How do people know about this?
1: <laughs> good. You, you, you She didn't need your help, really.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know what she's going. I don't know what's going on with her now, and it's not like a disrespectful thing. I like her. We've worked together in WSU and everything, but back then, oh wow.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I, I was thinking how to ask this question, and I'm just gonna go like this. Do you still have? Rest. It, it, do you still have the bug? Do you miss it? And is there ever, ever, ever a chance there's going to be a return?
0: Uh. Yeah. I do. I miss it. Absolutely. I. I absolutely miss it. You know, seeing Damien goes to show going to shows. It really, really bugs me because I want to go to the show. I want to do the show. And then, you know, I, I live and I'm married to a wrestler. So, of course, you know, if we do a lot of wrestling talk, and we're still friends with a lot of wrestlers. And, you know, I'll hear a song and think, oh, that'd make great entrance music, or I'll think of an yeah. awesome spot that I want to be a part of. I would like to make a return. I just don't know when it would be possible.
1: And yeah, make him stay home on weekend. <laughs> Pick
0: yeah. a weekend. He's gone every weekend.
3: Eh, you know what? You're staying home, pal. Now, of course, you're also part of the Nerd Herders uh, podcast. Uh, Give the people Mm -hmm. uh, what that is all about.
0: Okay, well, the Nerd Herders radio show is basically a radio show in which myself and Damian Dragon talk nerdy to you. We talk about Mm -hmm. everything um, in geek and pop culture, ranging from movies to video games to comic books and superheroes and like you know, TV shows such as like Game of Thrones or Big Bang Theory. Uh, we haven't touched on Doctor Who yet, but we will. Um, yeah, so we, we just talk. Every, we're like your weekly news of geekdom.
1: Anybody in G four is listening. We need a repla- <laughs> we, we need a replacement. Since uh, you're giving up that mantle, we need a replacement
3: for X play right here. <laughs> I would certainly agree. Now, Foxy, uh, where can the people follow you? Where can uh, people keep up to date with nerd herders and uh, your blogs and everything else?
0: Oh, my God. This is going to be a long list. All right. Well, I'm on Twitter, which is at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's one X and then two X's. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Foxy Foxy. Uh, I have two blogs. Though they're updated with the same exact entries, I just figured one would be a lot easier for people to follow. So that's uh, foxyfoxy.blogspot.com. Um I put new vlogs up every Sunday on YouTube, which is uh, YouTube.com/user/Viva Foxy Foxy, um, and I'm a contributing writer for FollowingTheNerd.com, in which I give comic book reviews weekly. Woohoo! Um, Nerd Herders can be listened to every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com slash elite and um, the archived episodes of our Friday night shows are up on followingthenerd.com Tuesday nights through their podcast as well.
3: So there you go. That's where people can follow. <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> want to thank you uh, for coming on, and I, I I feel, honestly, that we only glazed the surface.
0: Oh, w- without a doubt. <laughs>
3: So you will be getting a message, not on Twitter this time, but you'll be getting a message from me in the near future.
4: Ooh, awesome! Hey,
3: watch it, Dean. Oh. I know, I know her husband, pal. So do I. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: do
3: I. so uh, thanks for coming on, and I can't wait till next time.
0: Well, me neither. This is exciting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll be calling in Friday. Cool. Okay, so uh, everybody, check it out, Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash dreamelite, Friday nights, 9 Mm p.m.
0: Now, you guys have a fantastic rest of the show. We'll be listening on the computer.
3: All right, sounds good. All right.
0: Bye, guys. Goodbye.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that was Foxy Foxy. Dan, we'll be right back. Hell yeah. Right, gotta slap I've, Jar Jar Binks. Dan. I've
1: always wanted to slap Jar
3: Jar Binks with the most authority. That is.
1: Oh, you stupid!
3: That is for sure. Now, Dan, uh, our next guest, who will be coming up very shortly, is the financial miracle, Loudie.
1: Hey, why'd you get all serious, man?
3: That's what I do. I can turn it on a dime.
1: You now, what's coming up is uh,
3: some flamboyant guy named Loudie. He is a little flamboyant, but more importantly, Dan, he's the financial miracle. He was just do, do you know the origin of his name?: I don't. I've been is he because he's really, really quiet? Quite the opposite, Dan. There's a story behind this whole thing. He is the financial miracle, of course, because he came into a large sum of money, and now he finances uh, his wrestlers on that. But with bubbles. Yeah, he does buy a large percentage of bubbles. Way too many bubbles. A lot of bubbles. Now, coming up on th- this uh, Saturday, New Moon Rising Wrestling returns. What? And he will be bringing his charges. Drew Blood and Xavier Cross. Xavier Cross. I'm Xavier sorry. Xavier Cross? I, yeah, I screw that. I'm All right, screw, darn it's, the it's the X. It's the X. It screws me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really is. It's oh, wow. the, those X's.
6: Uh, yes but sir. Then
3: you, but you, you could say, why didn't you screw up Foxy's name? Because she has like 45 X's in her name. Anyway, moving right along, <laughs> because you like to narrow in on every mistake I make.
1: <laughs> oh, come on! You
3: you certainly do, Dan, but –
1: um. No, I got no, no, wait, wait. Real quick, I literally thought I was c- pronouncing it wrong. That's why I was like, wait, what?
3: No. From now <laughs> okay. on, it will just simply be known as Cross. But Cross and off. Drew Blood – will be uh, taking on the New Moon Rising Wrestling Tag Team Champions, the Untouchables. They cheated. Whether they did or not, I, I, I don't know the story behind uh, Mad Mike. I guess we'll find out more on Saturday uh, behind that. And at this point, I'm just waiting for Loudy to call. But <laughs> here's the other thing. Um, DWF, we also have Mark Angel. Going against Cross in a ladder match, Mark Angel put his career on the line. It's for the junior heavyweight titles, what they're calling it now, at DWF. So ladder match coming up on the 24th of November at DWF. Um, my goodness. Dan, what do you think about all that? And Loudy's behind all of this.
1: Uh, the man has his finger on the pulse, apparently. He's got all his ga- guns in a row. And I think he's trying to take over indie wrestling, quite frankly.
3: He very well could be, Dan. He is the
1: financial miracle. I mean, if he has enough money and has enough push and he gets enough guys, where are you going to go without being able to not see him on his stables of wrestlers? If I can get the words out good.
3: Exactly, because he he was at Sideshow Pro. With Cross. Yes, he was, Dan. He was with. Xavier Cross. That's right. <laughs> show Pro. And Anthony Graves tried to eat his brains. If you don't call, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> tried to eat his brains, Dan. 30. Brains tried to eat Anthony Graves, is he a man? Is he a monster? Part of the Monster Squad with John Dahmer. They cart him out every couple of months.
1: I was going to say, I mean, uh, soon he'll be showing up at, you know, ECWA shows, and he'll be taking over stuff.
3: Take it over, he's a financial miracle. Who still doesn't know how to use a phone? Apparently not. <laughs> I
4: just spilled the water all over. The-
3: <laughs> well, there goes your new uh, computer, God
1: man. Damn it! <laughs> there
3: goes your new computer. No,
4: I got it to the left. It's just
1: all over everything else.
3: Yes. There goes to the new studio. A lot of a lot of practice you have <laughs> in shooting things to the left or the right, not on the keyboard. I. <laughs>
1: Yes, I, uh, I uh, My <laughs> my keyboard is pres- Hey, wait a minute.
4: <laughs> you
1: son of a biscuit maker. Oh, I got you. I usually I aim for Dave's sign.
4: Well, bam.
3: Well, since uh he's not here to explain it, I'll go into the origin of Loudy.
1: I was going to say, do you, do you have that interview that I worked really hard on? Ah, uh,
3: is it loaded? I don't
1: I I don't know. All right, we'll go to the origin then. We're going to stall for somebody who's not going to call in.
3: Let's see.
1: <laughs> when I see him on Saturday, I'm going to punch him.
3: <laughs> hey, he confirmed, Dan. What can I do? Sometimes things happen. You know what?
1: Talk about than yourself. I'll don't... give
3: you a topic. I'm taller than those guys over at New Moon. I'll give you a topic, Dan. Don't the say topic raining. is... Training. I'm going to punch you to face. No. No, the topic okay. is WWE. Did it go too far, Dan? The hardest hard oh, We're going to talk about it. that a little bit later on when Omega Squad joins us. But I want your thoughts, and hopefully a long enough thought process goes into this. So uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Do you want me to just talk slow?
3: Um, <laughs> talk do, slow I
1: yes. went, do I think they went too far? No. Do I think they went too far? Uh, no. And here's one of my um, reasonings why. It would have not happened if Jerry didn't say, yeah, it's fine. That's my first point. You're not going to answer, are you? So I'm just going to go ramble on like yeah, an just,
3: idiot. Yeah, just go right now. Just gotcha, go. Gotcha, yeah.
1: First of all, it wouldn't have happened unless Jerry, I don't think, I think Vince has enough relationship with Jerry where that would have gone unless Jerry said, yeah, sure, I, I lived through it. Who cares? Um, everybody, and, and I got a lot of ideas from people saying things on Twitter, and it's very true. Everybody has been complaining and carrying on and bitching about how you bring the attitude error back, bring this back, this back. there you go. There's your attitude error. You, you have um, <laughs> Paul Heyman fake a heart attack, and you have one of the best guys on the mics in the business on the mic. I, what else did you want to happen? Did you want him to talk about soft, pretty things that are PG-related?
3: I, I that, couldn't tell you. I couldn't you tell you. I didn't want to have
1: John Cena main event uh, in another Raw that I turned off. I watched the whole show, and that match came on. I shut it off.
3: Well, joining us very soon is Omega Squad, so maybe you and Omega Squad can talk about this.
1: Yes, yeah, so I would like to, so I don't have to uh, uh, <laughs> do this anymore.
3: There he is. That's Omega oh, Squad, everybody. Hi.
1: Hello. Uh, so, Omega, do you think the WWE went too far? Uh I know. You Not know what really. we're
5: talking. I, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I called in because I was trying to say it to so you didn't have to talk by yourself. I love you so
1: much. Yeah.
3: No, I don't I you know, you got to
5: you got to look at it and say they're going to try to make a buck off uh whatever they can. You know, it, the minute they go too far is when ratings start diving completely and they start getting like really like
3: Backing really bullshit. bad. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was me in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: okay.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. If they, if, if they start getting like like uh, mainstream criticism and, and that kind of stuff, they went too far there.
1: You know, is it in bad taste?
5: Sure. But what isn't in WWE? Well, wait you a know? minute. Bad taste?
1: Um, they've crossed that line before many, oh, many yeah. times. And this is what they're worried about? Didn't we have Flair have a fake heart attack on Nitro like 12 years ago? Very yeah. good point, Dan. That was okay. That was okay for him. No, it turned out to be they see what happened was Flair has a big heart attack, right? Um, the next week they pull it off as food poisoning because they got complained about. It, it's a story. There are writers writing a chapter to a story that has fighting in it. It's a story. And that's I don't I don't understand why everybody's got their panties in a bunch. You know uh, what?
3: Uh, j- j- uh, here, uh, I have something from Loudy.
4: The Financial Miracle Loudy, November fourteenth, 2012. You'll hear me on Hell in a Cell Radio. Uh, apparently not. Go ahead,
3: guys.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just it? saying. It's a story that is written by writers. <laughs> 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 I just got a tweet by uh, uh, Paul Haven just to set the record straight. CM Punk and I feel terrible about Shane Carwin's injury. It's as serious as a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what? Oh, geez. What, did, what do you expect from ECW Creator? Uh, nothing? I don't know. what do you. I mean,
5: no. I, mean, I, 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 I thought there was something left.
1: No, at this point. I you are going somewhere else. I was going to just say at this point, the ratings are so terrible in my opinion, and granted, I'm not getting paid to be on that show, so what do I know what the hell I'm talking about? The ratings are so low to a point that it's – unfortunately, you have to turn it up. You have to turn it up to get the viewers back or the viewers are going to keep dropping, and that's it.
5: But, but to your point, they've gone down this well before, so it's no longer shocking. They have well, gone down, you know, you know, when, when you've gone to the down to as far as Katie Vick, it really right. isn't that big a deal. Thank you. You, you know, you know a heart, you know, even, even if it is based in real life, in which I do completely believe it was based in real life, I really truly believe that Law was in a hospital for I was
1: just saying, a week. A week. Omega. You do know, you guys, do either of you guys believe that that was not real? No, it it was real. In my okay, right. I know somebody <clears throat> who thinks it was a, a work.
3: Well, no, we're going to – She's gonna, an idiot. That's, that's our cliffhanger because we – on the line right now, we have Loudie, and I'll you get You only him. got five minutes left. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's find out. here. Not Loudie? Not yet. Right now. After What's this. Up, All right, Loudie, we had some difficulty communicating a little bit earlier, but you're on the line with Dan Dean and Omega Squad. How are you?
4: Thank you, gentlemen. First off, I will be firing my secretary, who gave me the wrong number. My apology.
3: That is, but uh, uh, other, than that, uh,
4: other than that, I am good, guys. How are you guys?
3: We are doing great. Uh, very briefly, uh, I, I was going to go into the origin story of how you came up with the name Loudy. I wanted to save uh, it for you. Go ahead and let the people know.
4: Uh, okay. The name Loudy actually is a play on words. Um Let's go back to, I guess, early 2000-ish. I was a fan of CZW, Combat Zone Wrestling, and they had a message board called czwfans.com. I and myself, with a group of friends, would go to shows, and I guess we'd be vocal. And we were known as the loud fans in the corner, being very boisterous and loud and whatnot. Um, as a username on the board, I took it upon myself to be the captain of our group and be the loud fan. That got the loud fan name out there, and that is what I was known by. Up until the point I, uh, 2007, um, was a part of PW's Commissioner Idol, uh, which was a contest that they ran to Put a commissioner in charge of the company from the fans. Um, I was the runner-up, but upon that, um, throughout the contest, uh, I noticed that the name Loud Fan was more of a what it is—a fan. Um, a good friend close to me said that uh, Loudy would be a lot more uh, of a better name and more to the point. So I I took that as since I like Cloudy, and uh, <laughs> Cloudy became my name. It's all, oh, if you get that reference. Um, right. <laughs> it fits. I've,
3: yeah, I recently
4: bought a home in Colorado, just to let you know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing,
3: uh, you became yeah. the financial miracle somewhere along the line. Tell us uh, how the, you came yeah. into that money.
4: Well, uh, the financial miracle is, uh, is a name I gave myself, However, uh, the story of the money, basically, uh, growing up throughout the 2000s, um, I worked in the financial industry, uh, several banks, um, and was an investor for clients that I had alongside. However, uh, a death in my family um, of someone very close to me left me um, somewhat of a nice inheritance, I would say. I don't want to say it was over over the top, but... um, I was able to take the inheritance that I was left, and uh, with my great knowledge of money, um, k- kind of caught a good a little roll and uh, turned it into a couple uh, zeros, let's just say.
3: A lot of zeros, I would hope, not a couple. So just a uh,
4: Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> brag, but uh, I do eat with Trump every once in a while.
3: I wouldn't brag about that anyway, do no. Do you
4: eat it with a fork and knife? <laughs> well, of course. He has a massive <laughs> hair, let
3: me tell you. No, not okay.
4: Now, let's, <laughs> let's
3: get this up to the present day. This Saturday, okay. you have uh, your charges, Drew Blood, Xavier yes. Cross, highly yes. entertaining wrestlers. Yes. They're going to battle for the New Moon Rising Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Oh. How do you feel about yes. that opportunity?
4: Well, you know what? I, I believe hard work has finally been rewarded. Um Highly entertaining wrestlers are charismatic, but at the same time, we are very well-skilled when it comes to the ring. And it seems that New Moon is granting us our first of many opportunities, gentlemen, because any other company that we work for, it's just a matter of time. But this Saturday, like you gentlemen have said, uh, in New Moon, the untouchables, I guess, become touched. <laughs> because uh, we will be leaving there with the new moon tag team titles and they will go on my mantelpiece.
3: Okay, now the following week on November 24th at DWF, yes. you have a ladder match. Well, not you, but again, Xavier Cross has a ladder match against Mark Angel. Now, Mark Angel put his yes. uh, career on the line. Just ah, put, give us a little yes. bit of the backstory there.
4: Well, all right. You know what, Dean, I didn't, want to, you know, I didn't want to bring this up, but the truth is is that Mark Angel is a, a much like an orphan, okay? I seen Mark Angel last year, and you know what? I turned my back on a very good friend of mine, Matt Tremont, and I turned my back on Matt Tremont a year ago and cost him his DWF career, which apparently he has back, but that's another story, um, and, you know what, I brought Mark in under my wing. You know, myself and Xavier, uh, we've only seen Mark Angel roaming around, sad looking. And, you know, you can only have so much, like, time in your life. And then you finally feel the compassion that you have to reach out. So I brought Mark Angel in. And we became three of a kind. And we were the, we were the group yes. that was going to be unstoppable. But you know what? There was always this problem. There was always this one lagging. You know that like that like annoying little like toenail that just won't come off. And I, finally, I looked at Mark and I said, "You, my friend, you're holding us back." You know, what? Mark Angel. He loves these fans. He loves them. He he actually. Unlike myself and Xavier, he, he looks forward to coming to the building to meet these people, these miscreants that buy tickets <laughs> and yell obscenities and make fun of my wonderful pants. He likes them. <laughs> and you see in the back of his mind we couldn't get that out. So back in uh what was that horrible town? Oh, um July, I think what it was. what was that horrible town what was that horrible town in New Jersey that they made us go to? Um ah. Pence talking. Oh, nothing ghastly. ever good came out um, of Pence talking. Nothing ever came out of good. You know what, did you know what came out of good? <laughs> Drew Blood hopped the rail and dropped Mark on his head, and we got him as far as goodbye. I no longer have to pay for his kids' tuition. I don't have to buy his kids' school clothes. And now, most of all, I don't have to lug Mark Angel around through airports and through all these high-priced events that I go to. Everyone's like, why is this guy always frowning? But the (laughs) truth is, when I was out of town with Xavier, he got lucky and defeated someone. And then all of a sudden, this guy thinks he's a modern day hero. He is GI Joe reincarnated, running around, coming out to a Karate Kid theme song. Come on! I mean, seriously, the kid—he wants to go out there and challenge someone, put his career on the line. What do we have to lose? We have nothing to lose on the 24th. Mark Angel has everything to lose. So shine his belt up. We're going to hang it up. I'm going to point up there one last time. I'm not actually going to give the kid one more chance. Cause I don't know if you've seen it. I've given this guy a chance to walk away. It's foolish pride that keeps him involved in this match. He has to puff his chest out. And get cheap, sealish approval from all these moron fans that want to cheer him on. That really, honestly, when he loses, are going to forget about him. They're not going to pay his bills. He just doesn't realize that. But he'll learn the hard way.
3: Now, Loudy, I do have a caller. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to get him on here in a second. Now, caller, state your name and where you're calling from.
6: Loudy, what's up, buddy?
4: Oh, my God, I hear the voice of a moron. Is this Mark Angel calling up to talk to me?
6: Oh, dude, I'll talk to you. What's this, uh, you felt bad for me? You felt sorry for me?
4: Oh, Marcus, sorrow, the sad little pigeon. Mark, you were like a (laughs) wounded bird that myself and Xavier Cross felt bad for. You were our project. You know, we had bets to see if we could remodel you into society, you know, in a upper echelon person, but we couldn't. But you wasted your time calling in. You know, they they want to talk to me, not you. You've never – you know, they didn't ask for Mark Angel to be on this show. They asked for Loudie. There's a reason. But if you I want know. to call up and, once again, try to take more of my time, go right ahead. Let's hear your piece. I I've already seen your Oscar award-winning, I'm going to win it for my song promo that you just did. That was award-winning. Me and Cross, you know, whoo, that we – Cross actually cried. Cross actually cried. I, I had a wipe of tear off my friend's eye. And she was like, ooh. But go ahead, Mark. Talk. Talk about a ladder. Talk about climbing a ladder, Mark.
6: The only thing I want to say to you two, you two better be prepared for next week. That's it.
4: Prepared? Mark, you we are prepared. prepared. We're highly entertaining wrestlers. We're always prepared, unlike you. You see, right now we're at a gym, Mark. We're at the gym right now working out, while you're somewhere else, probably pushing a shopping cart, thanking the homeless for high fives, because that's where you're going to be in a week. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. All right, well, next week well, that's all okay. I got to say. Be prepared. You okay. back uh, to me in a corner, loudy, You back to me in a corner.
4: Just get ready I hit back in the corner, and you put your big right foot in your mouth, and next week you're going to the homeless line, sir. That's good all luck. all fine and good.
6: I'll see you guys next week. I'll That's all i got to say.
5: I will see you next
1: Indeed.
5: week. Indeed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fatality.
4: Fatality.
3: He, he, he's well, going to see you next week. Now, another thing, make. highly entertaining yeah. wrestlers, uh, Drew Blood is actually going to be wrestling Matt Tremont. Doc Diamond came yeah. out with the announcement. Uh, a couple of days ago. So, uh, wow, that's going to be a, a hell of a match. First time ever, if I'm not mistaken. It,
4: it is the first time ever, and it will be here in Pensawken, New Jersey. And you know what? I'm going to come right out and say it, Dean. This is not the first time me and Matt Shremont will look each other across the ring and once again say hello. Matt Shremont is another one of these miscreants that... that Well, this one, actually, he's even bigger than... Because, quite frankly, Tremont's got a following of clowns that follow him around, even in different countries. But you see, there's one thing that Matt Tremont, the bulldozer... You see, the bulldozer, He he's good at swinging a lot of weapons, and he's good at... at, at hurting people, but on November 24th in Pensocton, New Jersey, I'm going to come out right here on Hell in the Cell radio, and in speaking for Drew Blood, which I am allowed to do, we're challenging Mr. Bulldozer Matt Fremont to a wrestling match. Oh. See, we want to see if the bulldozer can wrestle can the bulldozer wrestle because quite frankly i know drew blood can <laughs> he's notorious for it and on november 24th drew blood is going to wrestle around matt Tremont, and then we're going to send him personally limping into his next match i got you boss
3: Okay. Wow. That's, that, that's, that, that's interesting. I, I yes. did not expect to hear that.
4: Oh, what did you think? We were going to openly walk into his forum and put weapons all around the ring and, and foolishly let him beat us up? Come on, Dean. I'm better than that. Drew's better than that. However, let me speak for Drew on this. If it was that style match, Drew Blood can go that way. He's done it in the past. However, on November 24th, we want to wrestle the bulldozer. So we'll see how that goes.
3: We'll see if the challenge is accepted. That's uh, that, that's quite a big announcement because, like you were saying, the bulldozer is notorious. I didn't mean to say notorious. I'm sorry, but he is.
4: Oh, he's known for good job, Dean. Well, he's known oh, for what that. He, that's style. where he's made his bread and butter. Yes.
3: Exactly. So. Uh, one last question I wanted to ask you and this is an important topic it's an important topic to you is the lost art of managing in professional wrestling Ah. Uh, just go into that I know it's an important topic to you so go ahead
4: well in growing up you know I I was blessed uh, being in the era of watching wrestling in the 80's uh, you got to see the best of the best so to speak Of managers. You had your choice. There's those that say Bobby Heenan was the best, Jim Cornette, Jimmy Hart, Mr. Fuji, Seychelles Sherry, Oliver Humperdinck, the great wizard, grand wizard. The list goes on. But in this era, right now, it's lost. And it shouldn't Mm. be because it's a very, very, very vital role in the wrestling world. And throughout my time being a manager, of which each and every second I cherish because a lot of people don't enjoy what they do, but I enjoy what I do. I like going out there, helping my clients, bettering them, doing what we have to do to win. I enjoy that, and I'm thankful for doing it. But it's an art that I, as long as I'm here, want to keep going. And there there are guys out there that are doing it. I don't want to act like I'm the only manager alive. There's many out there that are really, really well. Uh, Truth Martini is one of them in Ring of Honor. Uh, I don't want to go on a name spree, but Billy Donovan, uh, John Harder, they're out there. And you know what? I mean, I hope more guys go to the schools, and when they go to these wrestling schools, when they go there, perhaps they look at themselves and they understand their role can be something in wrestling, Perhaps they're, they're not physically able to be a top contender wrestler, but if they have the heart and desire and want it, they can be something as well. A referee, a manager, there's there's it's, it's endless possibilities. So the manager role is something I hope never fades away.
3: You know, there is a certain uh, young man who smells of mayonnaise, that, ah. that could be one of the uh, big, big managing names to come. Yeah, big. Who knows? Yes, the, I, I, the key I've word heard, is big.
4: I, I, I've heard that he is trying to, to venture in, and you know what? I wish him the best of luck. Uh, I, I hope that he takes it seriously. I mean, I know on a personal standpoint, um, the jump from the crowd to the locker room is a big move. Um, You have a tendency to maybe go in there more excited than uh, prepared, I hope. Uh, I myself, if you looked at me four or five years ago when I started, I was more of a mark with a backstage pass, and I learned the hard way through good people in my ear teaching me how to be respectful and show respect. And mm-hmm. you earn it, and it's a tough thing to do. But when you do get respect, it's it's a cherished thing. And I do wish my big jar of mayonnaise, <laughs> big friend, a lot of good luck, and hope to one day see him across the ring, possibly.
1: That'll be I will a good say chess
4: that, game.
3: I will say this: he he takes it seriously. Believe me.
4: Well, yeah, that's he, good.
3: Yeah, he does. That's Even. Even at a company that he wasn't working for, I'm not going to name names, but he he was putting away chairs.
4: Well, that that's that's one of the biggest things. I mean, it's just showing that you care. Um, I have a lot of people that I've been blessed that have sat me down and taken me from a foolish mind into a a rather at the time like you know, I would like to say that I I, I kind of gained some respect of a lot of people, but at one time or another a oh. we zealous, excited little boy, and needed to be taught some lessons, and hey, we all learn from our mistakes, and we can only, I've better myself through every mistake I've ever made, so those people out there know who they are, and uh, if given the chance, you know, there's certain people I would like to thank, And but the, we can do that whenever you guys want to do that.
3: Oh, well, we'll be back... Not this time. We're gonna have you back on because we're oh, yeah. a little late on time. Uh, but we're gonna get yeah. you back on uh, certainly soon. Now, when you, when you
1: fire that secretary, you tell him that I uh, I fully support uh, this. And don't know how to, you know, no uh, number.
4: You know what? It, it's 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 troublesome. She'll collect unemployment though. She'll be okay. Yeah, well,
3: you know, things oh. happen. Now, where can people find you, follow you, if if somebody out there wants uh, to follow you?
4: Well, I am on Facebook as uh under my regular n actually no. If you go on um the financial miracle Loudy, has a, uh a fan page on Facebook or I have at Loudywood for Twitter.
3: There you go. So that's where people can uh follow up. Uh Loudy, it was a it was an honor. And next Good time pleasure.
4: we'll Absolutely. we'll get the uh
3: yeah, we'll definitely get more out of you.
4: Thank you, gentlemen. And uh I will see you guys at New Moon when I uh, walk out of there with the tag team titles, and I look forward to oh, seeing boy. you uh, throughout my travels. You okay. guys have a there. wonderful Thanksgiving.
1: That's oh, right. You
3: did Thank you, sir. All You're right. Well. You have a good one now.
4: You too. Thank you. Okay.
1: That guy, I, I asked him one question. I mean this is in a positive way. I asked him one question.
3: I think we talked for like 40 minutes. Loudy, uh one thing I'd like to say. About Loudy is he has a great mind for this business. And yeah. I wish more people uh, would listen to things he had to say.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. Hey, guys. Brady Hicks here. Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributing writer. The host of In the Room on WEXP Philly. And the voice of New Moon Rising Wrestling. The
3: voice of New Moon Rising Wrestling. That's right. It's none other than the Dean of Credibility from Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Wednesday night's. on Blog Talk Radio. That's right. Double D is the voice of New Moon Rising Wrestling.
1: Well, we're here to talk today, Dean, about November 17th, New Moon Rising Wrestling's Fallout, their next show, their second show since the relaunch. I'm excited. I don't know about you.
3: It's 10:30, Delcy Drive in Deptford, New Jersey, Building 4W, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be an exciting show. The first match that we're going to talk about right now, Hicks, we're going to talk about a rematch from the last show the one who showed everybody that he can put his money where his mouth is, none other than the champion, Jake Bishop, from the Me Society, taking on Luis the Punisher Martinez.
1: When you're talking about Jake Bishop, you have to admit, as much as I was against the idea, Jake kind of silenced the critics in a way when he took the title at
3: PG-13. Too bad he didn't silence Don Warren, who stuck his nose in where it didn't belong, Hicks.
1: Well, we've got other great matches on the show, and I hate you match. Tank Toland taking on Justin America.
3: That's right. It's a real American Justin America taking on the biggest dummy on the show, Tank Toland. Why would you say that? Why would I say it? Have you seen the guy? Have you seen him try to formulate a sentence, let alone a paragraph?
1: Well, you know what, Dean, you can say whatever you like. You know, the worst that's going to happen to you probably is you're going to get a little water spit on you or whatever. I wouldn't want to be Justin America in an I hate you match. I I wouldn't want to be because he has said and done so many things to Tank Tolan. I I, I just don't think it's going to end well
3: for him. Look, look, you might as well call this a boot camp match. A real American putting the boots to a big dummy. And I can't wait to see it fall out. Well, when we're talking about real Americans, let's talk the United States title, Dean. Ty Reno
1: won PG-13 just last month. He's going to be defending his newly won U.S. title against the Mii Society's L.J. Cruz.
3: That's right. It's the Mii Society. They're coming together. They're going to show their dominance. They already have the tag team titles, Brady. They have the world heavyweight title. Now they're going to have the United States title after L.J. Cruz proves who the bigger man is. And I have to say, I am honored to have hashtag Mr. VIP on this week on Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. And as you guys heard earlier tonight, Ty
1: Reno, right here in the room. So I want to know right now, are you in the Me Society?
3: I'm not in the Me Society. I am, however, an honorary member.
1: Well, what's honorary? What do you mean by that?
3: Well, moving right along, we have a tag team title match. We have another member of the Me Society, The Untouchables, taking on DWF's Drew Blood and Xavier Cross with the financial miracle, Loudi.
1: It's kind of like an interpromotional dream match, in a way, you know? The best of the DWF tag teams versus the best of New Moon Rising Wrestling's tag teams.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. Both of those guys, Drew Blood and Xavier Cross, he said a dream match. I'll be sleeping during this. Xavier? Is that how you feel
1: about him? That's how
3: I feel about it. Okay. Up next, Crazy Ivan.
1: Yeah, he, he, he's going to be fighting in a let-me-out match. Let me out. Let, against
3: let's Martin. you out of where is. you out of the... Never mind, Hicks. Crazy Ivan. He's crazy. He's unpredictable. What else can you say? He's unorthodox. You say that every month. I do, because it's true, and he's going to tear Mark Angel apart. Well, here's the thing.
1: I I don't think he's going to tear Mark Angel apart. I think Mark Angel has a very good chance of winning this match. And as far as he's concerned, I wouldn't call it a let-me-out match. I'd call it maybe like a let-me...
3: Let my people go, Hicks. What did I say earlier? Let my people go. Let them listen to Hell in a Cell talk radio instead of in the room. Now the whole thing about Mark Angel that I don't get about him—he's always talking about the fans. The fans don't cheer for him. He wants them. They're not cheering. They are cheering. He's got to stop thinking about the fans and just get in there and take care of business, Hicks. Well, I do think he's
1: going to take care of business. And as far as Mark Angel goes, that this win is just the beginning of a whole lot of
3: momentum for him. A whole lot of momentum. When you talk about momentum, there's nobody better than the Knight Rider, not Robert Knight. Came in at number one, was in there till the very end. He won the match twice, X. You can't deny it. Threw Tyrino out twice in that match. He is the uncrowned United States champion. And not only that, he's a great he's a gracious host. He's the American Fatneck will be his 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 guest on Night Courts. Well, you know what?
1: You can't argue with the success that Robert Knight had at PG13, even though you personally didn't think he stood a chance of winning. And I let, never said that. You went on record. You went on record. If you listen to that match, you know
3: the pick that you made, Dean. The pick I made was the man who came in at number one. That's regard, That's besides the point. He won that match twice. He is the uncrowned United States champion. But as far as that fat neck, have you ever seen a T-Rex try to pleasure himself? That's why the Roughneck is so oh, frustrating. Will you stop it? You know what? You've got me flustered. Robert Knight, he better watch what he says. He
1: better watch what he does. Because American Roughneck, I, just, I wouldn't want to be in the ring with him after all that Robert Knight's done.
3: Well, here's a guy I wouldn't want to be in the ring with unless he's, he has a very thorough search from the referee. And that is Blackie. King Blackie taking on H.P.R.
1: You're going to let him in the proving grounds this
3: month. Look, I had my fun last month with uh, King Blackie. He bit off a uh, a little more than he could chew, and I kept him out of the building. But I got a bigger surprise, something that will rock the foundation of the Empire to its very core, and that's Mac Daddy Ron Starr, and he knows exactly what I'm talking about, Hicks.
1: It'll be interesting to see what you have in store, but I I, I, I couldn't take you too seriously. I really couldn't.
3: What about this Hollister Punk Rocker? What do you got to say about him? He comes out here a return or something. Three
5: people popped.
1: He he made. Oh, will you stop it?
3: What do you mean popped?
5: I'm not familiar
1: with that term. Did Captain Dave teach you that? Captain Dave did in fact teach me that. Okay, here's what you need to know about the Hollister Punk Rocker. He made his return last month at New Moon Rising Wrestling's PG13, and this month he's making his singles debut. Two of the most popular guys in New Moon Rising Wrestling, Blackie, the Hollister Punk Rocker. I, you know what, Dean? You might be a little bored during this match because you need guys that that sneak around and sleaze around and kind of, you know, kind of, kind of slump around. That that's more your thing. But these guys, it's going to be high flying action. It's going to be nonstop action, and, and I, I can't wait. This might be the match of the night.
3: It could be a breakaway match, Hicks. The thing is, I'm not too interested to see two guys that shake hands and try to gladstand with the fans. I like to see guys that get in there and tear each other
1: apart. You like guys that sneak around and try and get out of matches. That's what you like.
3: Hicks, I've had enough of this. I'm getting out of here. I'll see you on the 17th.
1: Well, it'll be interesting for sure. New Moon Rising Wrestling's fallout November 17th. The Proving Grounds, 1030 Delcy Drive, Building 4W in Deptford, New Jersey. All those matches we just listed, plus the former hotshot Mike Reed in action, and so much more.
3: NMRwrestling.com. Oh, man, we got a big show, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Omega Squad, another big show this weekend, if you're there. Is a big show. It is. It is a big show now. We have... For the UFC welterweight title, Omega. The undisputed welterweight title. Oh come on! That interim title means <laughs> absolutely nothing. Uh, we have George Saint Pierre, a man who is not easily impressed, I'd say. Taking on. Taking on who, Omega? He's taking on the natural-born killer Carlos Condit. Now, George Saint Pierre, twenty-two and two twenty uh, going up against twenty eight and five uh Saint Pierre of course has a nine win streak he hasn't lost since two thousand and seven and that was of course against matt serre and his last uh win was over jake shields uh of course he was injured during training after that he's been out for a while an interim title uh was created between conduit and uh, diaz and uh, of course uh, Carlos won, and he hasn't defended it since. Waiting for St. Pierre, and that brings us up. Now, uh, he has a five-win streak, and he hasn't fought since February. So how do you see this one going down? Do you see it as another St. Pierre domination for five rounds, or how do you see it, Omega? Well,
5: that's the big question, is after 19 months out, is this the same George St. Pierre that we saw for the last nine fights that – You know, basically has dominated every every opponent thus far um, with his wrestling and his explosiveness. Uh, He had a pretty serious knee injury, and you know, has he is it going to hamper him? Has he lost a step? Is there cage rust that he has to deal with? Um, That's a good question. You look at on the other side, you look at Carlos Condit, who's a guy who can do a lot of things well. He's a he's a great striker. He's pretty resilient, can uh, pretty durable fighter. You know, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, if my my tendency is to think that that even a diminished George St Pierre is better than a ready Carlos Condit, um, but you know how much I don't know. I th- I think this is going to go like most George St Pierre fights uh, with. GSP shooting for the takedown, uh, dragging Kahn to the ground and then, uh, ground to pound and, 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 uh, from there, from there probably going to go to a decision, which, you know, St. Pierre's has have been criticized in the past for not being able to finish, but I think this goes to a decision. Um, unless Carlos can come up with something, uh, come out and, uh, avoid the takedown and, and try to, try to strike with GSP. Uh, he might have a chance. Uh, but it's it's a lot closer fight. I think it's a lot closer fight than you think about when you think about GSP as as the greatest, greatest fighters he's been uh, over the last several years.
3: All right. So uh, you're thinking it's decision, St. Pierre in five. Yes. I yeah, I think ha- so. I have to agree. Um, I don't think much has changed. I think he took plenty of time off uh, to get over that injury. Uh, and I think Condit, uh, it was kind of uh, – Kind of silly uh, for UFC 154 to to take all that time off since February just to wait for the fight with uh, Saint Pierre. It, it, it seems kind of cowardly, frankly, to me.
1: Well, I mean, you
5: know, one man's cowardly is another man's smart fighting. I I disagree with it. I think I think if you're a fighter, I think you should be fighting on a regular basis. Uh, I think if you're an interim champ, you should be fighting on, an interim, on a regular basis. I think if you're any kind of champ, you should be fighting on a regular basis. Um, but uh, you know, what's the? Uh, I'm not a fighter. I'm not in the fighting business, so I don't know what goes through these guys' heads. Um, you know, there's there's probably a lot of business reasons why why you don't don't take a fight. Uh, I don't know what what they are, but I wish they were. I, I, w- I wish that we had seen another, another fight from, from Condit. I think Condit would be better prepared if he'd
3: take another fight, but
5: that's just me. I'm not in
3: this camp. I, I agree. So uh, next up uh, in the co-main event is Martin Capman. He's twenty five, taking on Johnny Hendricks. Now, Katman has a three-win streak. Hendricks has a four-win streak. Uh, his last two were big ones against uh, Josh Kosciak and uh, John Fitch, and the Fitch fight was a 12-second K.O., So, how do you see? And this could be a welterweight title eliminator. Yeah, you know the big the big question about this is is less
5: about who wins and who the the bigger question is what happens after the fight. But, um, you know, getting to the fight, these are both guys that uh, have shown uh, very good skills in the past, and uh, they've been able to. You know, pull out these these knockout victories. Johnny Hendricks, uh, you know, took out Jake Ellenberger, and as you mentioned, uh, Campman took out Fitch in 12 seconds. Uh, so these are all. Uh, I think I got that backwards. You did, you did. <laughs> I did get but... that backwards, didn't I? Um, anyway, uh, so you know, reverse that, and you still get the same <laughs> same uh, result that you have two skilled uh fighters in the ring um you know i i I, hendrix is is kind of a he he's a good fighter he's certainly got great power i like campman in this though i think campman has a more well-rounded skill set uh more resilient ability to recover from from hits i think he will find a way to to take out hendrix it may be it may go all the way to the decision, but you know these two guys. I wouldn't be surprised if it if it isn't a finish.
3: I'm gonna I would I'm gonna pick Campman and TKO in a second in this fight. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I like Catman a lot, so I'm going with Catman. Uh Hopefully, he'll finally get that elusive title shot out of this. And one last thing. I know. You, I'll let you break it. UFC finally signs a female fighter. Go ahead. Yeah, well,
5: yeah, I don't and I don't I haven't seen if it's been officially confirmed yet. Uh but uh according to reports, the Strike Force uh Bantamweight champion, Rhonda Rousey, will be the first female fighter to be signed by USC after the June uh January Strike Force event, which will be the final uh event before Strike Force is folded. And uh it's eventually rolled most of the fighters are rolled into the u f c uh so you know the last two events strike force has had have been cancelled. the writing was on the wall uh this is this is the end of strike force um so we should see obviously Rousey will be coming over uh you should see fighters like Gilbert Melendez, who's everybody who's been everybody who follows uh the lightweight division has been wanting Melendez to come over to the u f c uh all those all the other fighters. Um, Daniel Cormier uh, presumably Nate Marquardt will be coming back to the UFC uh, and, and and a bunch of other people I'm sure they'll pick up including uh, a good chunk of the women's fighters as well
3: okay uh, so yeah go
1: ahead Dan All right, I have a question and again this is um, coming from a guy who doesn't watch Barely any UFC, any MMA. <clears throat> we talk about um, strike force getting folded, and there was WEC, there was the cage fighting stuff. Is the UFC, is will MMA survive with just UFC being on top, or is competition needed like when wrestling had WWE, WWE WCW? Excuse me.
5: No, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think you need competition because this is a, uh, unlike pro wrestling uh this this, this is a obviously it's a sh- it's a legit sport right right uh, it doesn't really you don't the, the the stories are made at the time the fight is made not necessarily in a writer's room right right uh, but you know th- that being said you know there's there's there should be room for competition right um and and there certainly are organizations out there that will will feed uh, ultimately, feed the UFC. We have the Bellator's of the world. Um, we had an event from World Series of Fighting uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh or not that that will will uh, get bigger, I don't know. Um, and then also like the uh, the Invicta Fighting Championships that I talked about, the women's league. Uh, there, there's room for it, but is is it? And there certainly should be competition, at least in that sense. But I don't know that. Having UFC being the biggest organization is, is a detriment. Obviously, we have M Major League Baseball, we have NFL, we have NBA, all these major, legit sports leagues that kind of consolidate into one large entity, and, and it works fine. So I think
3: it's going to be be fine. All right, so Omega, just to uh, hang out for a little bit, we're going to get to L.J. Cruz making uh, his new moon rising wrestling uh, return coming up on Saturday, and he has a title shot against – Tyreno, but we'll get to him right after this.
6: So fly, L.J. Cruz. All
3: right, welcome to the
6: show. It is the hashtag. Yes, you're on the air, sir.
4: Hello, guys,
6: ladies, and gentlemen. It's your favorite superstar of mine, the one and only hashtag Mr. VIP. So fly, L.J. Cruz. How's it going, guys? Oh, it is going great, sir. And let me tell you, this
3: is an honor. It's been quite some time. You were on, actually, the pilot episode, and yep. we finally got you back. You've been very busy. You've been out there clubbing. Uh, I, I, heard, I heard this story, that you single-handedly held the Atlantic Boardwalk together during Hurricane oh, you Sandy. Oh,
1: stole my
6: line. Held it together. Yep. Um, Hurricane Sandy was a little stronger than I expected. I was... Holding it together, but I could only get about the casino side. The part that got ripped down was the um, more the inland side, which was kind of beat up anyway. But uh, I made sure the the main area where the strip is and all the casinos and clubs are that that boardwalk's all good. So we're still good to go. If there.
1: you if you could next time just let the hurricane destroy Trump and leave everything <laughs> else standing, I'd be fine.
3: No problem. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, just destroy Trump. But I was going to say, Dan, he, he's kind of like the rock monster from The NeverEnding Story. He's like, these <laughs> I my little friends. Anyway.
4: anyway
1: I got it.
3: An, an obscure NeverEnding Story reference. You never know what you're going to get on Hell to Sell Talk to you. Where's the video. theme song? <laughs> but anyway, now, LJ, you're back mm-hmm. in business. You're going to – last time I saw you was actually in a DWF ring. Uh, it was a yeah. three-weight match. It was you, uh, Mark Cruz and why does it always escape me? Who was the third person? King Blackie. Uh, That's why uh, it King Mark Angel. Me. <laughs> yeah, Mark a- and So that was the last time we saw you. Uh, yep. First of all, your thoughts on that match, that three-way match that you had at DWF.
6: That was um, an interesting match. That was actually the the last match I've actually wrestled. Um, it, it was a great match, one with the competitors involved, Mark Angel. I know he's got a cruise He's the current... Cruiserweight champion at DWF. I was a former never actually lost the title, but that's a whole another story. Anyway, he's the current champ. Um and he's been a he's been a very strong champion for the company since then. Um Blackie is one of the longest reigning champions the company's ever had. Um he's both of them are just amazing competitors. It was a fun match. Um and it was a good match to go out on. Uh, since then The reason I've been taking some personal time, and this is my first match coming back, is actually um, I'm holding that reason in my arms. So if you hear a little baby cooing, that's my son, little baby VIP. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag baby VIP. Hashtag baby VIP. Um, I tried to put him down, but he started whining. But he just wants to lay on daddy right now. So he's keeping calm. But, uh, yeah, my wife um, gave birth this past October, healthy baby boy. She's fine. The baby's fine. So um, you know, I just wanted to take some personal time away from the ring, and now I'm back. I'm ready to go, and I'm ready for Tyreno. And as a VIP, I always get VIP treatment. Tyreno had to go through 12 other competitors and win the PG13 match. Quite, quite, quite an accomplishment. I mean, how many men can say they defeated 12 men? Right? You know. Yeah. But definitely going to credit where it's due. Um, but the problem is he hasn't defeated me. So lucky. Lucky me getting my VIP VIP treatment, I get the United States title shot. That's just how I do it. You know what I mean? uh,
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for it. I mean, finally, after you win this match, uh, the match is over in my mind at least, but after you Mm -hmm. win this match and you take that United States title into the locker room, it's going to be you as United States champion, Jake Bishop as the heavyweight champion. And the Untouchables as the tag team champions, you're going to completely dominate New Moon Rising wrestling, and I can't wait for it. What are you going to do once you have that domination down?
6: I mean, there's nothing else to do but party and celebrate at that point. I mean, once we have, once I win the United States title, I mean, it'll be total domination in New Moon Rising. And some people may think, oh, the pressure's on. Can you handle the pressure? Of course I can. I'm the hashtag Mr VIP. I handle pressure all the time. That's why I am who I am. So, you know, Tyreno, he's he's um, he's a strong guy, though. He's not just someone, you know. You just, just kind of look at it and just say, "Oh, just a cake, and, you know, an easy, an easy day, a little cake day, or anything like that." Hold on one second here. i
1: oh, take taking my your time. time.
6: That's baby VIP, people.
3: Baby hashtag
1: baby VIP. I will get it trending if it kills. Me.
6: <laughs> hashtag baby VIP <laughs> in his swing. His VIP swing. Okay, he looks like he's asleep now. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's great. That he gets to VIP great. time now.
1: Somebody drive by oh. his house and make a loud noise real quick. <laughs>
6: That's not <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, man, I'll have to go take someone in the face if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would understand.
3: Now, so, uh, so we were talking about the domination that you, uh, the, the <laughs> Mii Society would have at that point.
6: Absolutely. Um, you know, the Mii Society, we've We've been, uh, we've been around for quite some time. Um, I've basically been with them as long as I've been with Neuma Rising about almost a year now, um, and it was almost a perfect fit. I mean, society, it's all about me. Of course, I'm all about me. Everything is about me. VIP, I get what I want. I take what I want. I do what I want. I am what I am. That's just how it is. But this, you know, coming into this match, I'm really looking forward to it because Ty Reno, not many people know, Tyrio and I, Actually came into the business around the same time we actually went to the same school with the CCW academy. I think I was in a little bit longer than he was, but I mean we 've been through the same training, same ass kicking that we 've been to get into this business, so I know how tough he is. I know how strong he is i mean he 's been champion almost every company he 's wrestled for, and of course he's a numerizing United States champion by defeating twelve guys that 's quite an accomplishment, so i 'm looking forward one as and a fellow alumni to another, so I'm looking forward to wrestling him, and B, I'm looking forward to ending this title reign because I have to win this match. I mean, this match is very important to me. It's my first match back. One, I have to prove it to myself that I still have it, which of course I know I do. That's a given. But two, I have to win it for the Me Society because I need to complete our dominance, and that's what I'm going to do. That's what I plan on doing.
3: Oh. Well, um, I, I I lost my train of thought. You
6: really you really can't
1: you really don't have anything else to say.
3: They just put it there. Hashtag uh, epic.
6: Hashtag Mr. U.S. Champ. That'll be trending soon as well.
3: Yeah, we're trying to get baby VIP. We're working on well, it. We're trying to a get...
6: class, at, th- at this ahead. point,
1: at this point, you win the U.S. title. Do you? I know me society is you know, is is all in one and fighting for the same cause, but do you go for the world title?
6: See, that's a very good question. And um I'm glad you brought that up. See LJ Cruz LJ Cruz defines what a champion should look like. LJ Cruz acts like a champion should. He wrestles like a champion should, and definitely LJ Cruz looks like a champion should. So first I plan on gaining the United States championship because that's well, ultimately, that's what's left on the table right now, so I might as well get that. After that, I have no problem going against Jake Bishop for the World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, we are the Me Society. Ultimately, it will stay in me, you know. And if Me, as LJ Me, happens to be the champion at that point over Jake Me, well, that's okay. At least it'll still be in me. Uh, you know? we're a team, supposedly, so that's what I like to hear. Jake, I mean, he's a great champion. He just beat Lewis the Punisher last month, and, you know, he's, he's a multiple-time champion. And if it comes to that, I'm sure it'll be awesome. But as of now, I think I just want to focus on Ty, you know, one goal at a time, make sure I take care of Ty, You know, make sure business is taken care of, and make sure I beat the man who beat 12 guys because, hey, I'm Mr. VIP. I'm sorry. I'm VIP.
3: One thing I wanted to bring up: you you kind of have this uh, brotherhood that was instilled in you from the CZW Academy with Ty. Now, are you going to have an honorable match? Not that you don't wrestle an honorable match, but are you going to keep the Me Society? Well, exactly. But not that you're. (laughs) Are you going to keep the Me Society out? And is he going to keep Empire out? Are we going to see one on one, one friend against another, or is that all going to go out the window? How are you going to handle this match?
6: Well, I didn't necessarily say Ty and I are friends. We, may, we definitely have a mutual respect for each other, though. So, no. No, I didn't say no.
4: <laughs> at, this point,
6: at this point, me and the Empire, uh, I mean, we just don't get along and we butt heads. I mean, that's a given. Blackie and I have fought many times. I've fought with Ty, I've fought with Ron Starr. I mean, we just butt heads. It's just a given. So, will it be a one on one match? Well, as of this point, as at this point, it is advertised as a one-on-one match with no interference, nothing involved. Will it happen? Well, those who come Saturday will find out exactly what happens, and those who come Saturday will get to see a new United States champion. Will we get to see Baby VIP? Hashtag Baby VIP. <laughs> hashtag Baby VIP will be home with the hashtag Mrs. VIP. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so he won't be at this show.
3: Okay. Maybe one day you'll make that I Ricky – see some outside interference. <laughs> well, no. I was just <laughs> going to say maybe one day we'll see that Ricky Steamboat entrance from days of old when he would bring Little Dragon to the ring.
6: Only if <laughs> L.J.
1: carries a Komodo dragon in.
6: At the same time.
3: It's very
1: odd. I'll
6: have to carry a lot of hundreds if I'm carrying my baby as well. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> so – lj i'm i'm personally excited for this match i think it's going to be one i think this could really steal the show um there's a lot of other matches justin america tank Tolan. you got the tag team title match you got crazy ivan against mark angel you have all these matches but i think your match can really uh the spotlight's going to be shining brightly on you guys so go out
6: there and uh just give it hell man let me put it this way it's been over it's been about four months since my last match I have a lot of build-up aggression uh, to release in the ring. I have a passion and a fire now, especially after the birth of my second child. L.J. Cruz is a different person now. L.J. Cruz is coming. He's got, I've, I've got a fire. I've got this aggression. I am there not only to steal the show, but to prove that I am the best that New Moon Rising has to offer. I am there to prove that I am a champion, not only by definition and look, but by title come this Saturday. And this title will happen to be the United States title. And Ty I'm sorry. As strong as a competitor you are, as great of a champion you are, and just about every company you are, Saturday will not be your day, my friend. This is L.J. Cruz's time. L.J. Cruz. This is L.J. Cruz's company. Yes, in the society, and I'm all about that. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. Mark my words. New Moon Rising is L.J. Cruz's company. This company will move forward because L.J. Cruz is here, and I am here to make a statement, improve, and, and grow this company. LJ Cruz's time is now. I am the man. Period.
3: Wow. So there it is. You laid it out on the table. Where can the people follow you? Because you're going to be United States champion. I'm sure many people will want to follow you on Twitter and Facebook. So where can they follow you?
6: Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at LJ Cruz Pro. You can also do a search for hashtag Mr. VIP. You'll find all my tweets. You can do a search for hashtag Mr. Champ. You'll find a lot of my recent tweets. Sorry, Ty, I'm a little optimistic. That's just how I am. You can all also right. search for uh, hashtag proud daddy. Sometimes I tweet about my kids. You know, I'm just a proud daddy. can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at LJCruisePro on Twitter. And you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash LJCruisePro.
3: All right. That sounds great. Uh, LJ,
6: thanks for taking uh,
3: time out from your busy uh, clubbing schedule and uh, baby uh, schedule uh, to join us here tonight.
6: Absolutely, guys. It's always a pleasure. Can't wait for the next time.
3: Okay, and it will be very soon if we can get a hold of you.
6: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I always make time for you guys. I always make time for the good people. Don't worry.
3: All right. Uh Everyone, that was – LJ Cruz, and again, have a good night, sir.
6: All right. Thanks. You guys too. Take care.
3: All right. So that, like I said, Dan, I think that match is definitely going to be the sleeper match, Dan. That's going to be the one that people will be going away talking about.
1: (laughs) You're such a... You know, I honestly, I don't think there is a bad match on this card, really. I mean... I was very, I was honestly very um, concerned on how the last show was going to go, and it went off without a hitch, except for you know, some power outages and some microphone malfunctions. Oh. Uh, and it's, and it's cool. only only gonna get better.
3: I I certainly do agree, Dan. And
1: ten bucks. And where is it, Dan? It's at, uh, I forget the... Uh,
3: 1030 Delcy Drive. It,
1: 1030 Delcy Drive, building 4W. It's off exit 25A on 295. It's 30 feet off that exit. Right if there. You,
3: if you're going south 295, get off at exit 25. Don't continue further south on 295. 25A. 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 295. Get down
1: there. Look for the fools and the wrestling... And the wrestling masks, out front holding signs, asking you to honk.
3: With a miniature sombrero. Yes.
1: Yes, it didn't even fit my head. Oh, my goodness. On, my, on top of my head and shoulders.
3: Now, Dan, uh, running down the card, uh, we, of course, had the scoop slam a little bit earlier on, but I want your thoughts. Now, we have a rematch from the last show, uh, which was PG-13, of course. Jake Bishop, the newly crowned champion, taking on Luis, the Punisher, Martinez. How do you see this one going down?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> all I have to say is that uh, nobody in that building is safe. Certainly uh, not. No, and that match uh, – Sir, anybody holding signs with a laptop, not safe. Um, commentators,
3: that, not safe, Dan.
1: Commentators, not safe. Uh, people trying to go to the bathroom, not safe. Cameramen aren't safe. Nobody is safe. Um, I. Uh, it was the first time I had the pleasure to see either men wrestle – I've heard a lot about Jake. i heard a lot about uh, the Punisher, Martinez. And um, you are going (laughs) – I can only imagine what is going to happen in this match considering what happened last time. They threw everything in there except for the kids to sing. And tell what's-his-face on the board, don't change this match this
3: time. Donald Warren, of course. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Tell them to update the website. That's what I'd like to see. Now, yeah. moving right along. Put it,
1: put it on uh, HTML and, you know.
3: We have an I hate you match, Dan. The, the hatred is boiling over. It's none other than a true American, just in America, taking on – I like to call him the biggest dummy – Tank Tolan.
1: So is this just – the? Uh, what are the uh, stipulations on this match?
3: Absolutely no stipulation. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. But the hatred is boiling over. It's a grudge match. You could say that. Um,
1: it needs to come to a head before somebody seriously gets hurt, I, honestly. And I,
3: if this is the way they got to do it, this is the way they got to do it. If they take it any further, somebody will get hurt. Speaking of someone getting hurt, Xavier Cross, of course, Tank Toland, over his head, threw him from the heavens down to the concrete below Ooh. We, we saw uh that happen during pg-13 oh uh, 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 but i i i don't even know what to say dan no and, and another um is there a woman's match this month no women no what? women however sienna will be in the house with her with her men oh gee you're gonna let her men I, I, you know what? I, I spoke to Donald Warren, actually, and uh, this is the first time I'm actually going to bring this up. Uh, I spoke with Donald Warren. He's a close personal friend of mine, um, as everyone knows. Uh, he might deny it on Facebook if you ask him, but uh, basically – Can I can't imagine why? <laughs> basically what was said <laughs> and what was discussed was <laughs> that uh, – I, I can't remember right now, but the hell with it, Dan. What's the next match? The Untouchables, <laughs> Dan. Jesus I the forgot. Untouchables versus Omega Squad. No, uh, The Untouchables.
1: Highly uh, entertaining Wait, wrestlers. what? Yeah, oh, you didn't know? I signed you up for a match. Hope you didn't mind. Oh,
5: please! I better get uh, training then.
1: I would call Papa Don.
5: Oof, I don't know if I want to do that.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so, they're taking on highly entertaining wrestlers, Dan Drew Blood and Mark Angel.
4: How, How do, do you see that
3: the uh,
1: true blood Mark angel on that, that one
3: so you're saying new tag team champions will be crowned at all
1: somebody doesn't throw anything into the ring this time and cheat.
3: Not that I saw that
1: happen last time,
3: you know what Donald Warren he sees lights go out, he sees all these things, but he does not see um, he doesn't see water in the face. I
1: what? have a feeling we've not heard the last of uh fusion d s in this situation, uh knowing what Damien is capable of.
3: There's some trouble to be had. Baseball bats. You, yeah, b- baseball bats? You never know, Dan. Baseball bats and uncontrollable anchors. He surprised the, the hell out of everybody at an ECWA show we, uh, that we were at. Literally surprised uh, everybody. The fans, the referees, people had no idea what was going on. He and went into the back, then and selected the first thing he saw. Thank God it wasn't like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter, Dan. He was going to pick anything. <laughs> I remember what Donald Warren and I talked about. It was he said, "Hey, go easy, go easy on the empire because I'm
1: exactly." Talking to him is uh, memorable.
3: I exactly, Dan. Now, the thing I, I showed Donald, I, I let him see the evidence I have against empire's leader. Mac Daddy, Ron Star, you already know what this is all about. Yeah. You were here. So I let Donald Warren in on our secret. Oh, you
4: told him?
3: Don Warren knows. So are uh, 30. I, I, I've changed things around. Do you, want people, uh, do you want four big dudes to beat the crap out of you? And then one woman to laugh at you? She probably would. She pulls chest hair, Dan. Uh, yeah, seen that close Tough, up. Toughest woman in the business, of all. hardest working too.
1: Uh, you know what? And, and I do want to. Can we mention what happened? Oh yeah, she. Uh,
3: the, the match uh, is out there.
1: You, you say the toughest, which was filmed brilliantly and commentated brilliantly. dot Com. <laughs> um, Omega Squad, have you seen the match we're talking about? I have not seen the match. No. You are a terrible partner. Um, I, I am. <laughs> I will link you the, because uh, a stand-up guy filmed it and two – well, one okay guy um, announced it. The other guy, I'm not so sure. You take your pick. Um, <laughs> flip
3: the a coin. The flip a coin. Uh, what were they going for? A sunset flip? I think it was a miscommunication.
1: Miscommunication, miscommunication? Let me have another drink. There's a miscommunication in the room with Cherry Lane and uh, not to be confused with um, another douchebag Lane. And um, Sienna, where um, Sienna got dropped on her head. I mean. Scary and moment. And and you see in the shot, everybody kind of went, uh, okay. And you say toughest women in the business. And I know she's not the first woman to get hurt in the business. My point is, she finished that match. She finished the evening on her feet instead of on her back, considering how Flat she landed
3: on her head. She certainly did. And uh, speaking of someone who lands flat on his back, that's the American fat neck. He's going to be the guest of none other than – you know what? He, he He's counted at this point. You know why he changes the light bulbs there? Because he's seen them so often flat on his back in the middle of that <laughs> ring. Now
1: <laughs> – <laughs> The views are expressed by uh, – <laughs> Hashtag, <shoot>, <laughs> Hashtag
3: shoot, pal. Hashtag shoot. Well, anyway –
1: <laughs> oh, you're you're, you're ass cake,
3: dude. Saturday should be a fun day. I'm, all, just I'm just there a, all day, pal. But, I'm staying
1: uh, away from you so
4: bad.
3: <laughs> he ruined my pie. This is all revenge. Now, uh. You. you well, whatever. He ruined my pie, Dan. I am upset. Uh, he did give me five dollars for one tasty claire. That's the type of knowledge that this man has. Now, anyway, he's going to be the guest of Robert Knight, our guest earlier tonight. Now, how do you see that uh, night court going down? Do you see it breaking down, or do you see maybe some type I of? I don't repetition? think it's going
1: to last five seconds before somebody tears somebody's head off. Fair enough. I
3: re- that's it. I don't think two words will be spoken. Now we also have a respect match, Dan HPR, the Hollister punk rocker. Glenn Storms taking on your best friend King Blackie, and these guys respect each other. These guys are great guys, and uh, it makes me sick uh, to tell you the truth. Well, you know, God forbid you see some. You need to learn to learn, to lighten up just a little bit. It makes me sick that these guys are going to go out there and you know, glad stand for
4: the, the the fans.
3: It's no good. I want to see who's the first one to throw punches. That's what, that's what I want to see.
4: How do you uh, see won't, that? It, you?
3: Won't, it won't be you, pal. Oh, I'm not throwing punches. I,
1: I, I don't. Uh, this one, I am not going to comment on. It's just see, let it unfold in the ring, folks. Ten bucks. Exit twenty-five A, off 295, 10:30 C Drive, building
3: four W. Don't continue you, further down on two ninety-five. No,
1: there's nothing there but an oil refinery that caught fire.
3: Exactly, Dan. I was there. Stop at exit 25A directly in the middle of 25A and
1: Delaware. <laughs>
3: Smell aware Delaware whatever
1: <laughs> it smells like carrots and pizza.
3: Carrots did you say or carrot and Pizza. <laughs> I I don't know.
1: Listen, I rolled down the window. That's what I smelled: carrots and pizza.
3: Omega Squad. Uh, I was having a stroke. We we've. <laughs> We've sat through some strange things Dan have said in the past. Now, <laughs> carrots and pizza. How does that Velcro? rank up there with uh, shit on Velcro? How does that? How does that? Who's editing what this week? Uh, <laughs> how does that
5: rank? I you yell at you know. yourself now, pal. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think I think shit on Velcro is probably the more creative one.
4: Carrots and pizza. I was gonna mm. keep that private, but. <laughs>
1: uh, no, seriously We are driving down for uh, one of the EWA shows And it's right before the Delaware Memorial Bridge And I'm driving with my girlfriend And the window's down and I go yeah, It kind of smells like carrots and pizza And she looked at me like Are you okay? And I, and I, before I said a word I just started laughing like Don't worry, I'm not having a stroke <laughs> I swear to God That's how that went
3: Oh uh.
1: It was like reading a Dave report.
3: You just never know where Captain Dave's going to go in his wrestling reporting. But uh, uh,
1: and I'm not sure what company he works for, but apparently he works everywhere.
3: He does. He does. He 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 works for CZW. Yeah, I was the man who introduced him to DJ Hyde. I don't know how that works.
1: Funny you tried tell him four times though. I did. Yeah. And then I did this, and oh god.
3: Uh, Captain Dave. <laughs> Uh, okay. Captain Dave is a national treasure, Dan. Uh, that will not all treasure is gold. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> the fallout coming to you this Saturday. Ticket is ten bucks.
1: Wrestling dot com.
3: And if you go to the NMR Wrestling um,
1: Facebook page, the match that uh, we were talking about, Sienna versus Cherry, with the scoop slam, with yours truly, yours truly. Dean Dixon and Brady Hicks is online right now, which I will link on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Because I'm good like that. Social media is wonderful. Social media.
3: Now, guys, we talked about it briefly in the beginning. WWE. A lot of people crying, moaning the blues, saying they went too far. How dare they use a heart attack as part of an angle?
2: For huh, those of no. you out, there,
3: well, for those of you out there that say that, I have to say, uh, my goodness, uh, wake up. It's time to start getting a little edgy, I think. Let's go back and and get edgy, quite frankly.
4: Again,
1: I will bring up the fact, and they weren't even – I mean, at that point, WCW was still on the other side of attitude, quote-unquote, when Flair had a heart attack. And uh, Eric Bischoff caused it, and um, he was fine. And they pushed it off as um, food poisoning. Like, they they went everywhere. (laughs) I just thought of something else (laughs) that I could compare it to at WCW. They went as far as to say, oh, oh, I don't know, he's grabbing his arm. Without saying the words heart attack, he had a heart attack. It reminded me of a match that Tank Abbott had once. Yes, I'm a WCW dork. I forget who he was wrestling. It was the other shoot fighter guy that they brought in for a month, that it failed, and then they fired him. Uh, but they had a match at Super Bowl two, uh, uh, 99. No, 2000. Ugh. And at the end of the match, Tank Abbott pulls out a pair of scissors. <laughs> now, I'm going to edit myself, or do you care at this point? Uh, edit it, please. Okay. He pulls out a pair of scissors with the guy lying on the ground at ringside, and he points the scissors to his throat and says, loud enough for the camera, I could effing kill you. And Tony hmm. Schiavone on TV goes, "What? Well, he's got a pair of scissors. He's going to cut his beard off. Is that a show? He's going to cut his beard off. <laughs> I could effing kill you. I'm going to cut your beard off. So all of this, it's calm down, everybody. It's not that big of a deal. Again, I said earlier, um, it's been touched on before. You had, you know, Triple H have sex with a corpse." Um, I thought that was Kane, then. Well, Trip. All right, I'm sorry. Kane had <laughs> sex with a corpse. Kane with a uh, northern accent. I screwed your brains out.
3: Um, <laughs> you yeah, had uh, Omega. Wait, 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 wait. You bring up a you bring up a point because uh, when that happened, uh, the right? Hell in a Cell forums start, uh, were around at the time, and Omega. I I, I think you were just so against that. You, you were like, oh, I can't. You were just aghast at that, if I remember correctly.
4: I, it, was, it was
3: just hideous television.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was
5: everything, everything egregious about <laughs> wrestling encapsulated in one horrible, horrible segment. I
3: had to see the shrink for like two years. I, I went so far. You know how forums have avatars? Uh, no. just, just Great to, avatar, dude Well, just to kick the piss out of Omega, <laughs> I I made a avatar of of that picture with the Triple H's over the coffin, and it said I screwed your brains out. Was- and I had that for you know a little while.
2: <laughs> hey, this is a total package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. You don't miss out.
1: Check out. In the room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Kazzy Fist, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests, like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, the pregnant. nothing to get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, nine PM Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history with a voice of choice and
5: killer can resonate.
2: When I die, they're gonna open me up and find about two thousand undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. Who cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the rocky war.
0: Everybody loves Granny.
1: Wow. Yeah, see a lot of people don't know that. Yes,
0: There you guys are <laughs>
1: busting
6: me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I
5: live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at nine thirty Eastern time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite
2: podcast app. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up on this mother. Get ready.
0: Nasty sensation is coming at you.
5: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.